Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss well just to add to this week we had another wild sunday and this time it was mainly based around team lists and what happened with that one especially in that second game and this first one there was a big flop in one of the top guns and a couple of those guns in the center position and the wing fullback i wouldn't call him a gun but did a great job and scored like one did really well in this one so strap yourselves in for this video guys i hope you had a pretty good round and updates were kind to you in these couple of games. So Raiders and Dragons. I tipped the Raiders in this one. I got seven out of eight. It was just the Storm Boys who I would never have thought would have lost to Manly that, that cooked me this week in my tips. So very interesting one there. But Dragons, it's kind of what we expect. Raiders, a couple of good wins in a row. Very, very important to them uh, to get back on track after a pretty tough start. And that you know game against Panthers there, that really kicked him into gear, which is good. Jack DeBellin. This is a very, very interesting player. We're actually hoping that he's going to lose a bit more cash, but that 80 minutes in the 13 roll really did it for him this week. Bird moved to the left edge, which you know didn't hamper his scoring at all, uh, but DeBellin did a, a cracking job there. Got the full 80 and 67 points, and those that have played uh, for a long time know how much of a gun DeBellin was, playing massive minutes in the middle for the Dragons uh, before all his issues. So, Three turnover tackles for him, 54 tackles. That won't happen regularly. You can see in this game, there was a lot of tackles given Bird on an edge, end up with 40, that lower that lower scoring type of game and Raiders having plenty of ball in hand. So DeBellin, will he get scores like that every week? No. Can he be a 50-point guy? Yes. Is he priced according to, to that for you to buy him? Maybe. So 614, a little bit awkward. You can make 100K if he averages 50 over the next little bit, but... Yeah, do you want him for the entirety of the year? It is helpful that he's in a mid position where a lot of guys aren't. Yeah, and a lot of, we've got so many edges, so definitely helpful in that front. Considering you're going to be moving on guys like Cam Murray eventually, I'd say coming into Origin, DeBellin is one of those guys. But I probably would select Cam McInnes just over DeBellin at this point. Only a little bit cheaper, about 40k, but 
We're just not sure where the minutes in this one. We saw, you know, Toby Couchman, we said it was a, a solid option, pretty risky, just in the fact that, you know, minutes have been very up and down. He's had a 40 and a 50 minute game the last couple. DeBellin was playing 30 and 40 minutes, and then he comes out with 80. So Couchman was the one to lose his minutes. Bird played the full 80 on the edge. And, you know, when they didn't play Ben Melchmasilla, you're like, oh, is that going to be better or worse for someone like Couchman? And unfortunately, it was worse, you know, with DeBellin playing that full 80. So that's that. Tata Monga, a great game from him and well done in his, uh, you know, in his return to, you know, the NRL after just so many injuries, man. He's had four ACL surgeries, so good on him. Seb Chris, uh, finally a good game for him. Up 32K after that 61. He was, he was solid, but not an option, guys. You know, Xavier Savage is going to be the man to potentially come back soon, so keep an eye out on him. He returned uh, on the wing in, uh, in New South Wales Cup there, so uh, I think they were winning when I was having a look at that game. It was on just randomly before... Uh, when I realized that there was a 2 p.m. game, not a 4 and a 6 this week. Hudson Young, a 59. So a nice try from him. Two turnover tackles, two offloads, a Simbin as well. So it could have been, could have been worse for him. Could have been a lot better as well. So yeah, Simbin right at the end, I believe. So I still played 80. So yeah, that's that. Uh, Jackie Bird in this one, 56. Just becoming a very clear must-have, but he's very expensive now. Up 47K on the year, 28K this week. 56 in this one, 40 tackles, five misses. Like, you know you're going to get negatives from him. He had negative 17 and still picked up 56. So the output that he provides, seven tackle breaks, 137 meters. Yeah, there's 27 in that. And Finn to make 40 tackles as well. Just shows that you, you know, he's just very important in our sides. Obviously, any back rower on, on the edge, it's never been his best position. He's been better through the middle. But a back rower in the center position is, is just hard to come by when there's not a lot of centers doing really well. Bird's the one that's clearly on top, and he's going to be one of those guys that you get all the way through to 16 uh, in, in when his first buy comes since that round one, and, and you know, he's been super important, averaging 51 now. Becomes a little bit more risky just be, just for the fact that he is a little bit more expensive, and he could have got him under 600 a while ago. And unfortunate as it is, it could be a guy we just have to slot in our sides, I think. Blake Laurie back to his bigger minutes as well, so you know he was lower last week. Couchman was higher. That's that. Jaden Sewell becomes an interesting one. He's in the edge edge position though, and you'd probably rather select guys like Frizzell, but apart from his HIA game, he's been super consistent and is someone to have a look at for sure. But yeah, that's that with him. Tomoko, people keep asking about him. They have their bye next week, guys. So just remember that with the Raiders, they have their bye in round eight. Tomoko there, 50, uh, 571K. He's averaging 43.6. So very solid across the board uh, from him in all of the games. He's been very consistent. 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and doing a great job. So... Tomoko, I'll have him on your or watch list anyway. Sloney, 50 in this one, so back up 21K. So for those that traded him out instead of Warbrick, look, either way, both scored pretty well, to be honest, 38 and 50. Sloney just has, you know, that opportunity, that uh, ability to come out and dominate like this in, you know, that 10 to 20 minute span that he seems to do. And, you know, a couple of these big scoring opportunities were, you know, tackle breaks, offloads, tricysts as well in there. Uh, four kick defusals, 165 meters. He was good, and you keep holding on to him and, until they have a bit of a tough run, and they seem to have a nice run for the next little bit anyway. I was looking at Bird uh, and then check, check their fixtures, and it's not too bad at all. Fogs had a, a great game last week, back to kind of normalcy for this year at the moment. 41 uh, is, is price is, is scored this week, and 42 is the average, so not, not great across the board. I still think you just look at him. There's no point buying him. There's no point buying Ben Hunt, like... People were talking about Benny last week as being a cracking option. This is exactly what he did last year. First five, six rounds. Yeah, it wasn't even that, actually. First three or four rounds did really well. And then he just went to went down the toilet there. 
Strangely enough, he didn't actually go score low due, due to any miss uh, due to missed tackles like he normally does. It was just around his uh, lack of tackles in this one and lack of attacking stats. So thirty-seven average. Tarpane, wow! First game he actually had a lower PPM, so he's been absolutely killing it. PPM way over one, and this time he actually had four four missed tackles and did have the one error. So meters gained for him still one hundred and thirty. Just the offloads pretty well put away. He's only got one a game at the moment. Uh, one tackle break and low low tackle numbers. So as as we said there, Raiders had the ball plenty, and that shows why majority of these guys don't have big tackle numbers. You look at Papali'i, you look at Gula there, both in the mid forties to high forties minutes, and and still only in the low to mid twenties in tackles. So taps, I was just listening to TK. He's owned taps, and and their whole whole podcast is talking about you know was it tap in the bin, um, bin yeah bin the tip in is is their thing at the moment. So really tough one. He's down fifty three k and. He's been one of those guys we've been. Well, we're going to be looking at post their buy, but it's very difficult to actually purchase him in round nine. I think so. We'll talk about it then, but I think he's going to be really hard to to pick up with the high break even and the minutes aren't there, and he's not playing like he did last year. Might come out and do so, um, but look like the uh, lack of sleep from that first week of bub has uh, hampered him in this one, given his lowest score of the year. Uh, probably we don't need to speak about. And by there as well, really, there's not a lot of other crack, uh, not not a lot of other guys in this game to speak about apart from Solo. There, you need to get rid of him, uh, Salo. Sorry, uh, because he's he's starting to lose money now. So he made a bit. Get rid of him as soon as he can. Uh, Couchman. So 12 in his 18 minutes. He did gain 15k, and that might be the bulk of your price rises. So very upsetting. They only got the 18 minutes. You'd imagine JDB doesn't get 80 every week, but they were really pushing. He was doing really well. Uh, yeah, Couchman, hopefully more minutes, but if you did pick him up, it's upsetting. Thankfully, he has a dual position and you know, can help you out in that in that sense, but other than that, not great. Kotrick, hamstring issue for him, which uh, not good. Amone, five in his 80 minutes, not good. Uh, who's going to come in for Kotrick? Yeah, Smith Shields might come back. Savage, maybe in round nine, could be the play. Seb Chris back to, to center there, uh, yeah, or, or wing, something like that will be the play. Okay, one more game to go. Eels and the Dogs. So, yeah, the big news here is obviously Hopgood got moved back to 13, Cartwright to the bench, and that did stuff a lot of people around. It made me make a different a different change. So this is where I was saying it's super important, guys. If you can wait as long as you can to make your decision, obviously this one was an hour before kickoff. There was a rumor about this. Someone tweeted about it saying their mail, or it might have been in my Discord, there, might, there was some mail that Cartwright was going to move to bench, Hopgood back to middle, Madison to the edge, and it was correct in the end. So we, you know, we didn't really hear anything else about that other than you know that tweet. Uh, but yeah, not good. Not good for those that had already locked in their trades. And Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
this was a sad one for me. It worked out okay, really, but it was my, I was going Hopgood to Moses. I then reversed that, and I was like, oh, do I go? I was like, I've got to trade Cartwright out now. It's time for him to go. Cartwright to, you guessed it, and always the way, Panasini, which I didn't do, obviously, or Cartwright to Brown. And I wish I didn't have enough money, but I had about 3K extra uh, that I could go straight to Brown. And that's the way I played it. I then proceeded to see injuries on, you know, with Karaz, injury to Avrilo and them changing things around, moving guys to the other end. And it was just absolute chaos on that right side. And Penasini went over for a try. And then he went through and passed it back to Moses for the second try there. And he obviously wanting Moses and also wanting Penasini when Brownie was sitting on the other side, I think about six at the time. And Penasini was close to 45. It was good times. But thankfully, Brownie got it back. And, and in hindsight, the way I was looking at it was Brownie was, had dropped cash. Penasini had gone up across the year and was pretty well you know, close to his max. I thought so anyway. Uh, and then he actually come there and came out and dominated where Brownie has you know, had a bit of a quieter year and could improve from that. That was my general theory on that one. And I was looking to get Jack Bird next week. So I was like, well, if I get Penasini, I can't get Bird. So you know, it turns out obviously should have got Penasini you know, in hindsight, but it is what it is. And still made the decision where keeping Hopgood, man, I got 50 from him, 47 from Brown. Uh, otherwise, I would have went Hopgood to Moses, who still did great, but you know, I only missed out on 14 points going to Brown uh, and kept Hopgood's 50, uh, which was nice. So that's that's that in that one there. And Cartwright obviously getting 28, you know, save save me from picking up that score as well. But anyway, Panasini was great. I think he's a, a clear keeper, guys, averaging 49.7. He was a good option before this game, great option after. Uh, but yeah, getting more expensive at 640 now, very close to what Jack Bird is there. Campbell Gillard with a try in this one, a much better game from him, averaging 48 now. Mitch Moses, 61 with a try in there, no try assists, just did a little bit every, across, a little bit of everything across the park, got a couple of force dropouts, ran the ball, got his kick meters without being you know, over the top, only 325. He's still a great option, guys, 793. Hopefully you can get you know, games of, of 60 more regularly and consistently, I think is what you'll be happy with as an owner. Uh, but overall, he's been awesome and is a great buy heading into the buy period. Maxi King, 61 for him, 72 minutes. Crazy, crazy effort uh, with, you know, Pango Jr. back and a few things going poorly really is what made him play bigger minutes. You know, Ockenbohr was in there. They had to play Torpany for bigger minutes as well when Karaz went, went on. So that's a, another middle that didn't take his minutes. So expect to be down, back down about that 58 to 60 minutes as normal. But if you do own Kinger, uh, 2.2%, then you're really happy with that output. Madison there is 57 in this one, 61 minutes. So a mixture between the edge and the middle it, it, I saw there uh, for him. When you know, Dury came on for Laney there, you had Cartwright come on on that right edge as well. Madison moved around, uh, moved positions there. But he worked out really well, got a nice uh, offload try assist and line break assist there. So he's great. If he can add those attacking stats to his game he and to go along with those really good base stats, then you know, he's going to be a winner. Obviously, majority of the time he was on the park, they were scoring tries. Uh, but yeah, that was it. Madison, still a great option. Uh, the only worry is, is origin for me with Madison. I'm not sure if that's going to happen, but that's that. Tavita Pangai. So interesting player here. Four offloads to hand, two to ground. He, he was great in that sense, and he's always looking to offload. 21 tackles, still a few negatives, still you know, a few errors in his game. But as a return, 47 minutes, 51 points. He's underpriced that way. He's a dual position guy. He's going to be out in round 13. So there's that. But um, yeah, definitely someone to look at. Not super exciting to me. 
but I know a lot of people are super keen on him with that that offload, you know, four points each time, just does it easy. Hopgood, oh, 70 minutes. That was great news for, for him there. Did pick up a couple of errors and four missed tackles and was doing great. 40, uh, had what, 35 points in that first 40 minutes and then really slowed up that first sort of 10 or so after halftime, only picked up five and then got a, a bunch of extra at the end. But big minutes for him was good news. You know, Laney still playing lower minutes, which is ideal for him. Madison not playing the full 80, and I think that's going to happen more regularly with Cardi coming on through the edge. I wouldn't expect Hopgood to play 70, but sort of 60 minutes and some better output in his attacking stats is probably going to be the play. But, you know, one offload to hand, two offloads to ground could have been a bit better there as well. And just the two tackle breaks there and a sneaky force dropout. So good news for Hopgood. If you did hold him, most likely now, if he continues to get named at 13 role, he will be a hold through the buy period if he uh, stays away from Origin. And I think at this point, he probably should stay away from the Origin arena and potentially next year would be the play. But if he was to get named there in round 13, that would be tough. But yeah, I did keep him in my side just to let you know. Brownie actually was pretty good with boot and hands, uh, ball in hand. So he had, when he was kicking, I should say, nine points in kicks. So 91 meters and three force dropouts. Really, really good positional play there. 22 tackles, one miss. How this guy doesn't get any tackle breaks. He has 142 meters, zero tackle breaks. It kills me. Hasn't got a line break yet. Hasn't got a try. We've bought him. I bought him anyway at 650K. That's priced in the mid 40s, guys. So now that he's getting a bunch of those 40s in a row, he's uh, bottomed out in price and hopefully he can get a line break, a try there somewhere. Try assist to Shawnee Lane. If they do start to go left a little bit more, obviously the, the right side has been really strong. Moses Penasini is a great little combination there. Uh, yeah, Their edge guy is obviously Madison as well. So I do understand it makes it tougher for them to go left. They're going to go right a lot more than they are. But once Lane, get back, Lane gets back to full health and they've got him as an option and then Brown to cut out to Sivo, like, like what happened at the beginning of last year, Brown will get those tackle breaks. He will get those line breaks. You know, things will open up a little bit more for him. So that's my goal with Brownie. You pick him up under price and you hold him through that buy period. That's my general thoughts. Preston there, 43. 67 minutes this one was interesting. Does he start to become closer to a sell now that he's up to 608K? He's made us a cool 378,000, which is incredible. I'm so happy I started with him. But you know, 32,000 gained this week. He'll still have a lower break even. Won't be crazy. It'll be in the, I think it's in the low 30s there. But Preston, does he become closer to a sell? Just because we have so many edges in our team. That's where I look at Eli Katoa and these guys that are up over 600K. And are they going to be keeper long term? Don't think so. Yeah, they're going to be close. Yeah, sure. They're both averaging just under 50 and doing a great job. But they're the kind of guys that if you are looking to upgrade down in the wing fullbacks or centers, you could almost straight swap them, which is really cool. But Preston did a great job still in a, in a game where he was pretty low for the for the good a good portion of the start of this game, but did get a line break, did get a few tackle breaks in there as well. So great news for him. Burton, 39, so up 7K again, 648,000, still averaging 44 for the year. So I still think he has room to grow. So does Marnie, like they can both improve with, with their output, but a couple of good runs for Burton, did get a nice line break, did get a line break assist, try assist as well. Just a, a slight worry that he can still get these lower games because they're not going to crash hot. Obviously the injuries in this one really hurt them. I think it would have been a much closer game with with Karaz there, with Avrilo on two good legs. Unfortunately, it was not to be in this one for the Doggies. Marnie there, so just a lot going on here. You had a lot of negatives, 7, 11, 19, on that side of the ball. 47 tackles for four misses he can take. Did, got his kicking in. 
just the negatives. He, he needs to get rid of that out of his game, and he'll be like a forty high 40s type of scorer. But it showed that the, the hooking position was not great uh, in this week, apart from Jeremy Marshall King, really, and Mitch Kenny. Laney, there, 36. Yeah, I said he'll work into things. Alamotti, 32. We had that try disallowed as well. He almost got two, his first two uh, in his career. So, yeah, the first of many for Paul uh, going forward. But 5K gained in this one. Hopefully, he can hold price or continue to score pretty well. I played him in this one. I'm very thankful for his 32. Thank you for the output, lovely Alamotti. But, yeah, a bit of everything. Turnover tackle in there. Had an offload tackle break. Very low on tackles. He ended up spending most of the time on the wing. Uh, but a couple of kick defusals and yeah, just played a really good game. I was very happy with him and his output. Hansy, so he played 30, uh, got 31, played 80 minutes in this one. It sounds like Hodgson probably just an illness, but we'll monitor that one. And yeah, potentially he could be a buy if Hodgson is now out of favor and is just not getting played. But Hodgson didn't play anywhere, so potentially it's just a one-week thing. Sutton, please get him out of your side. Junior Barlow there with 28. He wasn't great either. So yeah, you shouldn't have him anyway, but get rid, get rid of him. The Cardi Party, unfortunately, it sounds like it is over. So very sad that it is over, but 28 in 50 minutes. Yes, like 50 minutes is still good, but he needs you know 80 to get his 40s and 50 scores. Like there'll be games where he gets attacking stats, but you know majority of games there, he's actually had a really good base. So that's that for Cardi. He's been great. Still made 2K for you. If you did have to play him, it wasn't too bad, but yeah, time to move on for sure. Shawnee Russell, if you're looking at him, he's still in that wing fullback position, 329K, got 23 points here. Unfortunately, yeah, on the left side, just not getting as much love as that right is, and yeah, fair enough, but yeah, that's that. If you own him, it's fine, but yeah, not ideal. Perham, someone to worry a little bit more about because that's two low ones in a row, and his 22, especially when Sloan got a 50, is sad when Perham's a little bit more uh, priced up. So 447 for him, I think, again, when the team... He's a little bit more settled. There's no injuries. I think he's going to score better. So probably a hold, to be honest with you, in a tough wing fullback position. Uh, it didn't, no one really scored well at all, to be fair. Uh, Karaz, he looks like he's going to be three to four weeks, guys. So most likely a sell, I think. Unfortunately, lost 70K. Uh, but you're going to need to move him on. It'll be three or four weeks, and they have their buy in round 13 anyway. So that's that on that one. Please get rid of Dury if you haven't either. He's uh, starting to lose cash now. But that's the roundup video, guys. Let me know how you went in the comments. And uh, yeah. Uh, I can't wait to, to go through round eight. We're getting we're getting up there now. We've got 20 rounds to go, which is very exciting. Getting closer to the uh, the buy rounds. The next two are Raiders and the Storm, and then and then we're up to the Knights for our next three. So yeah, stick around for the uh, round results video. We'll go through all the rankings, and I don't think we lost too much on on first overall, which is nice. And then we'll get into that next three game impact. See you later, guys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 